0: everyone. Welcome back to the Health Freak Podcast. It's been a few months since I've put out an episode or even recorded an episode, so I'm happy to be back. I didn't really intend to go on hiatus like that, but yeah, I just got busy and things happen and that's really that. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to keep uh, recording and coming up with more episodes and hopefully doing some more interviews. I've got a few coming out soon, but I'm going to be honest, it's not easy to get people, um, really like highly respected professional people to be on your podcast when they don't know who you are. You know, I've, I've gotten responses like, oh no, we, you know, you don't have this following or that following. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I don't really give a shit about having a big following. I just like doing this. And so I'm just going to keep doing my best to bring you things that I feel are important and things that I just want to talk about. So to jump back into the podcast, I want to talk about plant-based eating. Shocking, right? So, I hear a lot of things um, from friends or even from clients uh, that I train. I'm a personal trainer, so we get, of course, into the topics of nutrition. And a lot of people have questions or misconceptions that they've kind of clung to because they just don't know otherwise. So, today I want to address some really common misconceptions or myths or just questions that people may have about plant-based diets, Um And I don't know how many I have, but I've got a list, and I'm gonna go through them and just kind of explain what's true, what's not true, and hopefully answer some questions that anybody out there may have. Because, and I really focus on this so much because I really do believe that this is the future, and you know, it's already become such a popular thing. Like we have so many plant-based options out there now, and even like you know, fake meats and cheeses and. I don't love that. It just shows the direction that we're kind of going in. Um, So many more restaurants have vegan or plant-based options, um, which is great because it was so hard at first to find something if you don't really know what you're looking for. And people are just becoming more aware of the implications of eating so much meat and so many animal foods and not just on our health, but on the planet. And I'm really stoked for the future of this because yeah, it's just, it can only get better. I hope. (laughs) I don't know how much worse things can get, but yeah, there are clearly, you know, undoubtedly so many benefits uh, from eating this way. And I just want to keep sharing it because I know that some people want to get into it, but they don't really know where to start and they have a lot of questions. So yeah, hopefully I can help. So let's just jump right in. So the first question that people ask a lot or the misconception I see a lot is that you can't get enough protein on a plant-based diet. So to attack that in the U S protein deficiency is actually really, really uncommon. Like the fact that we even as a society obsess so much over protein is really nothing more than a huge victory for marketing. Okay. Like you always see a slapped on a label of like a granola bar, for example, protein packed, protein bar, protein this. And if you look at the nutrition packs, it's like four or five grams of protein and like 30 grams of sugar. So really not worth it you know you can get that from anything else (laughs) almost so yeah we don't need to obsess so much over protein and that's a different topic and I've written a blog on it and you know you can go and check that out if you want but you don't need to like just engorge yourself on protein all day you know even if you're somebody who trains a lot works out whatever it's not necessary so can you get enough protein on a plant-based diet every single plant food contains protein every single one yes the broccoli yes the spinach every single one Will you get enough protein if you're like an athletic person or even just a general person eating nothing but spinach? No, but you're going to have a lot you know, more problems than just a protein deficiency if you're eating nothing but spinach. And every single plant protein, every single plant food is a complete protein source. Okay, so a complete protein source means that they contain all nine essential amino acids that our bodies don't produce. I've seen people really, I guess, popular or respected people in fitness and even nutrition say that plant proteins are not a complete protein source. And it's so annoying because it's just not true. And that just goes to show how uneducated some people are in this and that's fine. Um, And again, that's why I like to share all this. So every single plant food is a complete protein source. Now, Some contain, you know, higher levels of certain amino acids than others, and that's why it's just so important to not just eat one food, right? You know, and some plant foods are obviously higher in protein in general than others like tofu, tempeh, edamame, so soy foods, lentils, beans, but generally speaking, again, if you're consuming enough calories to maintain a healthy weight and are eating a varied diet, lots of different plant foods with or without animal foods sprinkled in, you are nearly certain to get enough protein, okay? If you are training hard and feel like you need more, you can always supplement with a pea protein powder or another plant-based protein supplement, okay? Those are out there. You don't need to be supplementing with just whey protein, you know? And I personally, I work out a lot. I wouldn't consider myself like an athlete right now or, you know, bodybuilding or anything like that, but I do train hard you know, four or five days a week and I certainly get enough protein and I don't even supplement most of the time, okay? So yes, you 100% can get enough protein on a plant-based diet if you're an athlete, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're a power lifter, if you're a general person who doesn't even step foot into a gym, if you're a baby, you can get enough protein on a plant-based diet, okay? So don't worry about that. The next question I see a lot is that plant-based diets are nutrient deficient. So It's actually really, really easy to get nearly all the nutrients you need on a plant-based diet. So many plant foods are packed with vitamins and minerals, fiber, or have them added through fortification. Okay. So it's actually more likely that you would have a nutrient deficiency if you stick to the standard American diet of meat and fried stuff with cheese. Okay. so strictly plant-based eaters should take a b12 supplement because you're not really very likely to get enough of that through food but again sticking to a diverse diet of lots of different vegetables fruit whole grains legumes nuts, seeds will provide you most of what you need okay so the only way to know for sure if you're deficient in nutrients or anything is to have your blood taken and have your levels checked so i think everybody should do that anyway because you kind of want to be aware of what's going on with your health. Right. Um, but if you have concerns, get that checked. It's, it's really easy, just a blood test. And I've heard also some concerns about iron as you know, beef is a source of iron. It's actually heme iron. So it's a little bit different. Um, and that is easier absorbed into the body, but lots of plant foods contain varying levels of iron. So these foods are foods like lentils, chickpeas, dark leafy greens, chia seeds, hemp seeds, and pairing these foods with a source of vitamin C like lemon or broccoli or bell peppers uh, will help enhance absorption. So the, having those foods together, the vitamin C with the iron, helps the iron absorb into your body better. So that's something to take into consideration. And if you are if you have health issues, if you have true concerns, don't, you know, just Google and don't go by what your friend's cousin's brother said. <laughs> you know, you have to speak to a professional, you have to speak to a nutritionist or a dietitian who is familiar and knowledgeable in this. Okay. Because not everyone is. So you have to really be careful with that, but you don't necessarily have to have a nutrient deficiency on a plant based diet. And again, it's probably more likely to have one sticking to a standard American diet. Okay. So the next misconception I have seen is that you need dairy for strong bones. Okay. It's no secret that I'm in the anti-dairy club now do I think you can be healthy? This is a side note. Do I think you could be healthy and have a little bit of dairy in your life? Sure. But from what I've seen, people go crazy with dairy. So now do you need dairy for strong bones? Cow's milk is really, really not the best or even the only source of calcium. Okay. It's not. Plenty of plant foods provide a really good amount of calcium, such as soy foods, again, like tofu, tempeh, edamame, Also peas, bees, lentils, tahini, dark leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, spinach, bok choy, mustard greens, collard greens, kale, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I can go on fortified plant milks, okay? So like soy milk, um, making sure it's been fortified, you know, that has plenty of calcium. So you don't need calcium, I mean, you don't need dairy, you don't need cow's milk to provide you with enough calcium for strong bones. The next one is one that I really do see a lot. it's a big one and it's a really important one because this can be a limiting factor for some people who may have heard this or believe this and really want to eat this way and I want to talk about this so it's that plant-based eating is really expensive so since I transitioned to a plant-based diet and even when I was more predominantly plant-based when I still would eat some animal products here and there I noticed that it can either be really expensive or really really relatively inexpensive so if you stick to whole Minimally processed foods like beans, lentils, other legumes, vegetables, fruit, fresh or frozen vegetables or fruit, whole grains, potatoes, seeds, nuts. This way is definitely way cheaper than a meat heavy diet, especially if you're careful about what meat you're choosing and you're getting like organic, grass fed, beef. You know, this way is definitely going to be cheaper than that. What makes it more expensive? What can make it more expensive? or things like vegan cheeses or the fake meats like Beyond Meat Burgers and the other meat substitutions, that stuff can really get pricey. But that stuff is not necessary. And in my opinion, not even worth it. I've truly never tried a vegan, quote, cheese that was acceptable at all, except a homemade cashew based version. And the fake meat honestly grosses me out. I've never, I've tried it once or twice. I've never made it myself, but it's, it's just not the same as regular meat and we don't need to be trying to substitute. I mean, if you want to, if you're at a barbecue, a party, I think it's a great option and I'm glad we have it. But that stuff is where the grocery bill can add up because you don't need that stuff. Okay. And, and if you're, it comes in useful. If you're transitioning from a meat heavy diet to a more plant-based diet, then it could come in handy, but it's not necessary. And that's where it becomes expensive. So again, if you're sticking to the really basic plant foods that I listed, it's not more expensive. It's actually way less expensive. Okay. The next one is another one I hear a lot or people are worried about are that plant-based diets can be restrictive or not filling. So a lot of people are worried that they're still going to be hungry after every meal on a plant-based diet. I think because if a lot of people hear plant-based, they just think of like plants, like you're just eating like leaves and roughage, like out of the ground. Um, and so yeah, they're worried that they won't feel full after a meal or that they'll feel restricted. So the typical standard American diet is very, very low in fiber and very high in sugar. Now fiber is something that really helps us feel full after a meal. And most people, including myself, feel much more satiated on a plant-based diet because these foods are pretty much packed with fiber. And when I feel full after a meal, it's really rarely that way too full Thanksgiving, itis feeling. It's pretty much just right as long as I don't like keep gorging myself past the point of fullness, which obviously does happen sometimes. But yes, plant foods are definitely, definitely going to help you feel full when you eat a balanced fiber filled meal. Okay. A good balance of food in any, any type of diet, you know, protein, fat, fiber, that balance is what helps keep you feeling full. So again, it's all about how you plan your diet. It's all about creating smart meals and not just grabbing a salad if it has really not much to it, you know, because then you are going to feel hungry afterwards. But do you generally feel hungry after a solid, balanced, plant-based meal? Pretty much never. Now, as far as being restrictive, that's really, really far from true. So personally, personally, there's so much more variety for me now when I'm cooking or even ordering out. For example, I love having like A bowl of like potatoes with some zucchini and mushrooms and spinach and tofu and hummus as like a quick meal. Okay. So you have a lot of plant foods in that meal. And sometimes I'll even sprinkle like hemp seeds on top. Now, before I ate this way, it was like, all right, what combination of meat, rice, and broccoli will I have today? It was pretty boring. And, but I wasn't a huge cook. You know, I didn't really love to cook. So there wasn't much variety. And think about it if you are somebody who eats a lot of meat or a lot of animal products what are you ordering when you go out a burger and fries pizza like there's really not much variety so for me and for pretty much anyone else I've met or spoken to that eats a plant-based diet there is so much for more variety you could do so much with plant foods like beans for example like I love making burgers and falafel and different dips and sauces and they have so many different pastas red lentil pasta chickpea pasta black bean pasta I mean there's so much variety And once you kind of get used to eating this way and preparing these foods, when you get a little bit more used to it, you can really start to see so many possibilities for meals you can put together. So I can definitely say I have for sure become a more creative cook since eating this way. And I've seen a lot more variety in my diet. Okay, now this one I feel is super important. Um, It's that plant-based is the same as veganism. So eating a plant-based diet is the same as eating a vegan diet. Now this can be true, it can be the same. Um, but it not nece- it's not necessarily true. So you can maintain a vegan diet, so no animal products or animal byproducts, and still eat like shit, honestly. If you have like a fake meat and cheeseburger with a side of Oreos, that's vegan, but it's not healthy, and it's, I would not consider that even plant-based. Um, where are the plants? Plant-based diets are centered around whole, unprocessed, or minimally processed foods with the occasional, you know, whatever foods. In there because that's life and we don't need to deprive ourselves but plant-based diets can also contain meat or other animal foods you know just because you're a plant-based eater doesn't mean you're a 100% plant-based eater of course unless you want to be but if you are a plant-based eater who eats animal products they're usually just a very small part of the diet I know people who are and I used to be predominantly plant-based so they would eat like 80 to 90% plant foods and then they'll have something like a real you know cheeseburger at a barbecue or something like that so No, plant-based and vegan diets are not necessarily the same, but they can be if you stick to real whole foods and you carefully plan it out. So again, vegan means no animal foods, can still eat like shit all day, every day, completely unhealthy. Plant-based means may or may not contain a small amount of animal foods, but mainly whole foods, diversity, You know, very healthy, and can truly benefit your health when you do it right. The next one is that plant-based diets are not suitable for children. And this is, a, this is an important one. They are totally suitable for children, okay? So there are certain nutrients that babies and kids need and none are exclusive to animals, okay? So a plant-based diet for a baby or a toddler really needs to be carefully planned out and should be made up of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, soy foods, beans, and other legumes, nuts, seeds. Parents need to be aware of what nutrients babies need, okay? So things like iodine, calcium, DHA, iron, zinc, you know, as much as you can from food sources. And of course they should be supplemented with vitamin B12 um, because we're really never going to get enough of that from plant foods. If you're considering this route, if you want to, you know, bring up your baby plant-based, I think that's great. Um, But definitely, definitely be sure to talk to a professional, talk to a nutritionist or an RD again, who is knowledgeable in this. Okay. And they can tell you exactly what your baby needs, exactly what you should be doing and pairing and supplementing if it's needed and all of that. So Personally, I have fed my daughter a plant-based diet from the start, um, and she's thriving. So, you know, I, I have my knowledge and I know, but I personally consulted with two dietitians just to make sure that I can provide everything she needs exactly the way she needs it. Okay, so yes, it's totally, totally possible and can be a really great thing for your kids, but always consult a professional before you jump in if you are unsure, but it can totally, totally work. Okay, and this is the last one. I'm sure there are more, but this one I've, you know, I think everybody's heard this, and I just want to attack it really quick. And it's that eating soy increases cancer risk. So, this is a big fat no on this one. Okay, people used to, or a lot of people, I guess, still do, think that soy will increase the risk of breast cancer. And, you know, I'm sure we've even heard people scared that it's going to give men man boobs. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but you wish, okay? (laughs) Experts from the American Cancer Society have declared officially declared that soy is 100% safe for men and women to consume. There is no evidence to show otherwise at this point. In fact, there is growing evidence, a lot of it, that eating soy foods may lower the risk of breast cancer. They've and it's also been linked to lower rates of heart disease and may even help lower cholesterol. And soy foods are generally a big part of a plant-based diet. Now, of course, you have people who have soy allergies or, you know, a problem eating soy and that That's its own issue, of course, but in general, soy is 100% healthy for men, for women, for kids, for babies, for everyone. And it comes in so many different forms and it can just be a really, another diverse food. You can prepare soy foods in so many different ways. So I hope this cleared up some misconceptions that maybe you or someone else may have about eating a plant-based diet. And again, I'm talking about this and I'll continue to talk about this because I really believe you're going to see more and more of this popping up in the future. I believe we're going to see more and more and more um, vegan or plant-based restaurants popping up and even some high-end restaurants, maybe even going vegan in the future. I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm glad to see that it's gone a little bit more in this direction so far. And I feel like I got into it at the perfect time to really learn about it and immerse myself in it and eat this way and bring up my daughter this way and whatever. So yeah, as always, I want to encourage you, I guess you can consider this a little call to action to eat more plants. Okay. It's not saying like never touch meat again, never touch cheese again. Okay. It's just eat more plants in different forms and see how you feel. Okay. You can even have one meatless day a week to start if you want like a meatless Monday type of thing. Um, however, it fits into your life. I just encourage you to try it um, communicate with me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any more questions I can help with, or I can answer on the podcast or just talk to you directly. I would love to do that. And that's it. You know, go forth and eat some plants. And I can't wait to just continue on this podcast and hopefully not take another random three month hiatus, um, because I really love doing this. So I hope to see or virtually or you'll hear my voice again soon. So yeah, I would love to do this as much as possible at the very least every other week, if not every week. So I will see you all soon and have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and coming back to the podcast after all this time. I hope that this helps some of you. I hope you took something from it. If it did, I would really appreciate it if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating or a review. Um, And also, you know, send me a message if there's anything that you think would be helpful to hear on the podcast, questions you have that you think I may may be able to help with. I would love to help. So yeah, always communicate with me and I will see you all soon.